On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, we spice up your life. Welcome back to a brand new episode of This is Game Boy Light, our in-between episodes where either me or E-Bloody Candy uh, does some looking at a game on their own. This time it's my turn again after uh, quite some time actually. Uh, we're back to recording stuff which had been a little bit harder to do during the holiday season. But we should get back on track very shortly, so sorry if our episodes are coming out on a very irregular basis at this point. Uh, but we're trying to set everything up so that we can uh, deliver one to you every two weeks or so. Like it used to be, basically. Or it should be, at least. Um, right, before we dive into this week's game, which is more interested, more interesting from the facts beyond the game than it is from the game itself, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but let's dive a little bit into what I've been up to. Which is, if you have been following the previous episodes, still not much uh, when it comes to video gaming, actually. Um, so I have been playing a little bit of Axiom Verge 2. I hope that's how you pronounce that game. I'm actually not sure. But I have beaten it uh, yesterday, I believe. And now I still have to do cleanup. Um, it's, uh, and you know how I hate the term, Metroidvania-styled game. So there's a lot of items and things to uh, to find in the game, which are completely not needed, as it is such an easy game to actually finish. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna do it, of course, to, uh, experiencing, to experience the whole thing uh, and to get all the trophies out of the way and things like that. Um, so yeah, that's... That's a game I'm working on. Um, I also finally succeeded in getting a PlayStation 5. Yes, thank you, thank you. Hold the applause, it's it's fine. I've, I finally did it. Uh, I finally spent 650 euros on something that I barely use. Uh, <laughs> because honestly, I've only played two things so far. Uh, I've played the quote-unquote tech demo that comes with the PlayStation 5, Astro's Playroom. Really cool game, but... It's like a, a four-hour game, five-hour game, something like that, uh, which I basically played the day I got the thing, um, and I was I was done with it. Um, and my bundle also came with a code for the new God of War, Ragnarok. Uh, so I played a little bit of that. Maybe I've put in eight hours so far uh, in like, what, three weeks, four weeks? How long has it been? Jesus. Can't keep uh, track of the time anymore. But yeah, I haven't been playing much. Uh, God of War, Ragnarok, great game. That's all I can say. Like, I'm not that far in, as you can hear. Um, but yeah, it's... it's. If you liked God of War... When did it? 2019? 2018? If you liked the previous one, you're gonna love Ragnarok. Because it just builds further upon that. So yeah. If you're interested in that, go check it out. And yeah, that's the end of my list. That's everything I have been, <laughs> been playing uh, since we recorded Mega Man 2. So again, not much, but uh, that's all right. I mean, the times that I can play some video games are, are fun to do so. And it's usually uh, some relaxing time. So 
yeah, there you go. Um, anyways, let's dive into uh, this week's game, or, or this episode's game. Uh, it's going to be a short one. There is not that much to say about the game itself, but uh, the things surrounding it are actually kind of interesting, I guess, or, or fun to hear about. Um, so yeah, we'll... we'll uh, We'll take a look at that first before we dive into the game. But yeah, this week's game is called Karamucho no Daijiken. See you after the break. Alrighty, here we are again. Hope you enjoyed that song from the game Karamucho no Daijiken. Again, I'm, I am i don't know how to pronounce Japanese. I hope I'm doing a, a good job. Uh, I read in the credits actually that it's Karamucho no, no Daijiken, maybe? Pronounced like that? I don't know. Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, if you search for Karamucho game you will uh, you will probably find it if, if you have trouble finding the game um anyways uh like i said the history I, I wouldn't call it history but um like the things surrounding this game are a little bit more interesting than than the actual game itself so uh what is this actually um so karamucho is actually a japanese brand of potato chips or uh, potato sticks um, i think now they even have like those ribble chips available to them um, like they're still expanding but uh they are produced by a company called koikea um, and they are like they have been doing japanese snacks since the 1930s i believe something like that so uh yeah basically this is a um how do you call those games now I had the word in my head um, because I was talking. I completely forgot it. Um, it's not a sponsored game. Um, wow. Like a... No. Yeah, I, I totally forgot. That's just how it goes, huh? That's uh, what happens when you're almost 36. Um, at least you know what I mean. It's like one of those games that, that got developed to promote a product, basically. Um just like the spot games uh the cheetos games with with chester cheetah uh i guess zool which we talked about earlier even though that was a kind of a weird one um was more of like a mentioning thing than, than actually trying to promote a product uh but yeah this, this is just one of those games but for some reason when when these uh japanese exclusive games like this come out they're always really good um and the other example i'm gonna give is uh, nubao which we've done before which if you remember is actually a japanese chocolate uh, bar so uh and that, that game is probably one of the coolest games that ever came out on game boy in its simplicity of course because it's it's a children's game but um yeah 
the same with with Karamucho here. Um, it's actually a really good game for the purpose and intention of why it came out. Um, if you're wondering what Karamucho no Daijikin means, uh, Karamucho actually uh, is a two-parter. Karai means uh, very spicy and Mucho means, well, that's Spanish for a lot, basically. So um, that's what they're branding their chips or, or potato sticks with. Um, they're basically all very spicy uh, flavors. And Wikipedia says... Um, by Japanese standards. I don't know what that means. Um, I love spicy food, so probably for me they're a little tame, or maybe I'm completely wrong and Japanese standards are way hotter, spicier than, than I think they are. Um, but yeah, the, <laughs> I was looking up like all of their different flavors and things like that, and, and there are a lot of them, like... Now you, like I said, you have the normal chips. You have the uh, the sticks. Uh, you have like the the crunchy ones. You you even have corn snacks now um, that come in a variety of flavors. But when I was looking at the Wikipedia page, um, <laughs> it listed four of the flavors. I guess those are the old flavors when they were just. Uh, coming out um, and they are ranked in order of spiciness I would assume so um, you got hot chili golden chili intense spicy hot chili and plum yes plum the spiciest of fruits I hope that is a mistranslation or something because I cannot imagine <laughs> Plum being a good flavor for potato chips. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I actually do like plums, but... Plum chips flavor? I don't know. Uh, but right now you have a lot of different flavors. Like you get hot chili and seaweed and, and uh, spicy curry and things like that. So they are still expanding, which is pretty cool. And apparently they are also easy to get through Amazon. Uh, or other websites, uh, if you want to taste them yourself. So there you go. You can uh, you can actually buy some if you want to. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, probably enough about the history of this game or, or where it comes from. Um, it also has a sequel on Game Boy Color, which is kind of in the same vein, but a little bit different. Uh, it's called Karamucho wa Usawagi Porinkis to Okashina Nakamatashi. Yeah, because that's <laughs> that's fine. That's that's long enough. I don't know what that means. Uh, in this case, Karamucho no Daijiken means basically either the big Karamucho event or Karamucho the big event. So there you go. So yeah, let's see. This game came out only in Japan, of course, in December uh, 1997 on the 19th. Um, it was developed by Freaksoft who only made two games, uh, this one and Kaseki Suse Reborn, which is a Japanese-only RPG. And the game got published by Starfish, and Starfish is basically mostly known for releasing black base fishing games. So if you ever played a black base fishing or super black base or super base fishing, or like there's a trillion of these, um, they were published by Starfish. Um, they have another 
a few other games here and there, uh, but I think the latest one they released was in 2013, so I'm not entirely sure if the company still exists anymore. Um, as far as a composer for this game goes, uh, the only thing I could find in the credits uh, was the sound designer, which usually is not the composer, um, but uh, that one is tied to Koichi S. Um, so no... How is it in Japanese? Is that the first or last name? Malway, like, whatever. It's just Koichi S, like there's no second name or surname or family name or first, whatever you want to call it. Um, so it was hard to see if that person did anything else, basically. Um, and again, it's a sound designer. Usually that doesn't mean they composed any of the tracks, but uh, maybe they did, I don't know. So it's all I could find. It's, it's always something with these Japanese games. It's hard to find any uh, any very deep information about it. Uh, the genre of this game is, well, I would say a quote-unquote puzzle platformer. Um, it is mostly just a platformer, but it has some puzzle elements hidden in it. Um, it's also set up like a puzzle game with like very short rooms where you have to do one task to get you to the end. So... I'm gonna say it's a puzzle platformer game. Like, I think that fits the bill the most in this case. So, how do you make a video game out of some potato chips and put a plot to it? Uh, well, that's a very good question. I don't think they really had that many ideas themselves, to be honest. Um, so, from what I can tell from the game, um, the very few cutscenes that appear in the game and the credits scene, um, you are playing as Tomi Morita, uh, which is an old man, and you're walking together with your wife or sister, that's never really established, called Fumi Morita, um, and you're going to the uh, snack stand uh, in your local village or city. Um, but when you approach them, you see that some thieves will uh, are in the process of stealing all the potato chips and the candy. Um, they jump onto the roof and they, full, they, they actually go up into a UFO. Um, so aliens are stealing all the snacks. That is the plot of this game. Um, it's your task as Tommy Morita, the old man, I believe it's an old man. It's, it's actually really hard to tell uh, because on the potato chips bags, you can see the lady, but you're not playing as a lady because she walks around during the cutscenes and you're playing as the other character. Um, so I believe you're playing as the old man at least. Um, so yeah, you're in the process of finding those thieves and getting the stolen candy and chips back from aliens. Oh, I mean... It's Japan. What would you expect, really, from from a plot? <laughs> but yeah, the plot is definitely not important for this game. It, it's mostly the gameplay that is uh, that is very important here. Um, so let's dive a little bit into that. The controls are very simple. The D-pad moves your character around. The B button uh, jumps, or is it, yeah, it, I think it's the B button in this case that jumps. Uh, you can only jump up one block of height. Here comes a puzzle element a little bit later. Uh, the A button at some point uh, will make you either yell or burp. 
Again, not sure what's happening. It's either yelling or burping, and that's basically your attack to take out enemies. When you pause the game, you can basically scroll the map around so you can see uh, the rest of the stage, you see where the enemies are, you can see where all the items are. So you can form a game plan to get to the end of the stage. The mechanics of this game are you have three lives, uh, getting a game over and continuing just puts you back on the stage where you're at, so that's not really a problem. And you will grow, bleh, and you will go through five teamed worlds, each consisting of 20 small stages. Uh, your goal in these stages is to collect three diamond bubbles, and this will open the exit door when you reach that. Um, in order to get all these diamond bubbles, you can transform into different beings uh, to traverse a stage while trying to avoid enemies, or even get that yell slash burp upgrade to take out enemies. Um, so, like I said, five themed worlds. First one being the city or the outskirts of the city. Then you go into the desert. Then you move into a haunted mansion. Then you move to an alien planet. And finally, you will go to what I think is Candyland. Um, I'm pretty sure if you can read Japanese, it says the stage titles at the quote-unquote map screen. So, in case anybody can read Japanese, um, you can figure out what the actual names of these places are. So, during these stages, like I said, you have to find the three diamonds, but there are some other items you can pick up to help you get through the levels. The first one is basically um, a bubble representing a sort of bear, rat, coon, panda thingy. Um, <laughs> this thing transforms you into the chibi noah as it's called in the credits um, and that is a thing that is used to traverse water but you can only go one way. So if you pick it up from, if you pick it up walking to the right, you will go to the right. If you pick it up walking to the left, you will, uh, you will actually go to the left. And you cannot control the Chibi Noah. It's just an automatic sequence. Um, sometimes there are also very huge gaps and, uh, well, huge cliffs that you have to traverse, but. Like I said before, you can only jump one block. So that's where the triangles uh, pickup comes in handy. This will transform you into the three Polinkies, Jean, Paul, and Belmont. Um, so those are three triangle guys, all wearing French hats, um, and they will either form a bridge or stack up on each other to form a ladder, and then uh, they will jump on the cliff or jump over the gap that way. So these three polinkies, you might be wondering, where do these come from? Well, that's actually another uh, brand of the, <laughs> the potato chips. Um, they also produce a polinky corn soup flavor. And those are basically like triangular shaped corn snacks with a crunchy texture. So those are the mascots of that particular brand of uh, of ships that they produce. So um, they put those in the game as well, which is pretty cool. So yeah, those are the three Polinkies. I have no idea why they're called Polinkies. Like, 
I, I'm not sure about a lot with this game, to be perfectly honest. Um, then there's another pickup, which I believe is supposed to represent the back of the potato chips, um, or even an angry face. I'm not exactly sure, but if you pick that up, you will be able to, again, either yell really loud or burp. Um, so you can destroy enemies or rocks that way. Uh, it only lasts a few seconds and you can only have one of your screams on screen at the same time. So you have to figure it out a little bit how to properly use it um, so you don't waste it because it goes away after a while. So always have to keep in mind that you have to like see where it's going make sure you can do another one, a second one, if needed, uh, and so on. There's usually one of these items everywhere where you're supposed to use it. So the puzzles are quite simple because they, they literally spell it out for you. But there are some stages where it's a little bit more tricky, where you have to figure out how to do things in the correct order, for example. Um, the final upgrade or downgrade kind you can find is some sort of kanji uh, this will make you very small and go through narrow pipes and passages so uh, again this is an automatically used uh, thing so just like with with uh, transformation into uh, chibi noah you pick it up and you will automatically do the movement so you cannot steer yourself um, again this comes in handy in some stages uh, where you have to go through a lot of pipes to get to where you need to be um, uh, you have to pick them up in the correct order or otherwise you will get stuck if you do get stuck in a stage that is not a problem because if you press the pause button um, there is a restart stage option so even if you get stuck you can just restart the stage um, but yeah that's pretty much it that's uh, all the items you can get and, and basically the mechanics of the game so you get a hundred stages to go through it starts off really simple it doesn't really get hard at all uh, which is good because you know me and puzzle games like uh, I'm, I'm not the best at them and I will start getting very sad and depressed <laughs> if I get stuck for a long time. Uh, but yeah, this is a really simple one. I don't think it's particularly aimed towards children or anything. I think it's just made to be really fun and to have quick levels that you can go through. Um, you get a password for each stage, so you can just put the game down and pick it back up uh, where you left it at any given point in the game. So... Um, this is really a good portable experience, basically. Um, very fun game. Takes about two and a half hours to get through, I would say, or three hours to get through. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just fun from start to finish. And it's, it's just a fun time to play. There are, however, some stages in this game that are really made to make you angry. Um, <laughs> There are just some stages where luck is the biggest factor and not like really knowing what you're doing. Um, and that kind of breaks the game a little bit. Luckily, there's only like maybe 10 of these stages throughout the 100 stages you have to traverse. So in the end, the good outweighs the bad here. Uh, but once you get to those stages, 
for yourself, you will definitely know what I'm talking about. Um, the one that comes to mind the most is um, like there's some stages where you have to jump into a mountain and you can't really see where you are because you're behind the rocks. Um, there's a stage that is that completely like you have no idea where you are at all and you have to pick up all the things in the correct order as well in this stage uh, to get through it and it's more frustrating than it is fun to do so um, because usually there are multiple solutions even to stages where you can just skip big parts if if you want to um, like there, there's some extra items you can pick up for uh, for some more points but what's the point <laughs> really um, so yeah some of these stages are just a little bit more frustrating than they should be and i think if they just designed different stages it it would have fit better with the rest of the game um, so there you go so yeah that's pretty much all i can say about this game it, it's very simple um play it for yourself you you'll figure it out in like 10 stages if you are into the game or not um, I think you should definitely check it out though, because I've had a lot of fun with it and it's always cool to find these Japanese exclusive games and definitely these weirder ones that nobody would pick up if they saw it um, and yeah it's just an easy fun quote-unquote puzzle platformer uh, that I can definitely recommend so yeah, let's take a look at the cover art. Cover art is actually really simple. Um, it just shows the main character, Tomi, was it, right? Tomi, yeah. Um, in the front with the logo beneath him. You can also see the, the what are, were they called? I already forgot. The Polinkis, Jean-Paul and Belmont on there. And also the raccoon cat, the Chibinoa, in two iterations. I don't know why there are two iterations. I think it's the same character, but maybe on this cover here, one is uh, baking something and the other is... I have no idea what the other one is doing. Uh, but yeah, it's a very simple cover. The main character kind of has the style of uh, Crayon Chin-Chan, I would say. Um, wow, maybe not Chin-Chan. What, what's the other one that also kind of looks like Chin-Chan? I don't know, there's another one. It's like a very recognizable style of these characters. Like, it's it kind of drawn by a child, you would say. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, that, it's just the main character, the logo, some uh, other characters around him. And that's pretty much it, actually. It doesn't tell you anything about what this game is, except when you know the brand Karamucho, probably because it's uh, it's one of the mascots for it. So yeah, that's about it. Um, trivia, I think I've said enough trivia about this game already at the start. Um, and general reception, I couldn't find, because it's very hard to find stuff about Japanese exclusive games if you do not know Japanese. So yeah, let's take a quick break, and when we'll come back, give you some more thoughts, and go over some other stuff. Be right back.
Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that second song from Karamucho no Daijiken. So yeah, my uh, thoughts and history with this game. Um, this was basically a pick for portable pleasure, of course. Uh, but I did try this game out once before. On, on a random occasion, I guess. And it seemed to be fun. Like, I didn't get way into it. Only a few levels to check out what it was. So, um, yeah, my first impression was that it uh, started very simple. So, because I've only played a few levels. Uh, but I could see it transform into a very challenging puzzle game later on. But I'm glad to say it didn't. Like I mentioned before, the difficulty pretty much stays the same throughout the stage. Uh, they throw some different enemies at you that don't really pose that much of a problem and the platforming does get a little bit more intense with uh, dead bits and things like that but uh, all in all it's a pretty pretty easy game to get through uh, like I mentioned before so um, yeah it's just a fun time to play and I would definitely recommend it to everybody who wants to. Um, there are no retro achievements available for this game sadly uh, maybe in the future but mostly with these Japanese exclusives there's no list for them so yeah um, if you know how to program them in go ahead you can make a list for them yeah um, again speedrunning section also nothing because uh, there's just no speedrun of this it would be a pretty lengthy one for sure um, I can see it clocking in in about an hour and a half, two hours, so uh, yeah, it's it's definitely one of the longer games, like usually with these puzzle games, really, because uh, yeah, they're <laughs> they're uh, they're pretty long. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, that's actually about everything I have to talk about for this episode. It's it's a really a short one, um, a real light, if you will. Um, so, yeah, if you have any thoughts or comments uh, for us, I'm just gonna make it simple for you guys. Just go to our website, this is gameboy.com, where you can find all the information uh, that you need uh, to contact me, EBC, or Lex. Um, you can go to it through the Discord, through Twitch, through Twitter, through YouTube, through Instagram, all that stuff uh, but you can find links for all our socials and stuff on our website this is gameboy.com if you want to support us uh, with some money always appreciate it you can do that uh, by getting some merch new merch is coming soon by the way um, so yeah, you can do that uh, merch.thisisgameboy.com very simple you can become one of our patrons over at patreon.com slash thisisgameboy there you go Again, there's a link on, uh, on our website. Uh, or you can do a one-time donation through PayPal. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to support us without giving us money, there's also many possibilities for that. Uh, just give us a like. Subscribe to our podcast through whatever uh, podcast app you are using. Um, post some comments. Post some ratings. All of those things go a long way and help us get it more out there uh, in the world of podcasts because there's whew, there's a lot of podcasts and it's it's hard to be noticed, uh, especially if you're doing a very niche podcast like we are doing. Um, over at RGL, we will have some things going on. I'm not sure when this is going to come out. 
hopefully <laughs> this weekend, uh, which will be the, uh, let me check, the 10th or the 11th. Um, if so, we will probably be doing RG Love over at uh, Retro Gaming Live TV, which is just a week-long marathon uh, with us playing games we like. Um, so it's not really tied to speedrunning or, or anything like that. It's really... Well, I mean, there will be speedruns probably, but it's more of a thing where we just play a game we love during the week. So um, for everybody to enjoy, hopefully, together with us. So definitely come check that out. Or if it's over, check out the replays that are available probably on YouTube or just actually being replayed on Twitch. Um, so yeah, that's about all the time I'm going to spend uh, on, on this episode. Um, if it is still Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day, hope you have a uh, great time uh, with your loved ones. Maybe get them a bag of uh, Karamucho chips to celebrate. I don't know. Like, it, it could spice up some things, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and if you don't have anyone to spend your Valentine's Day with, well... Maybe listen to one of our other episodes. Uh, I don't think we have a love-themed episode <laughs> anywhere out there, but there's probably something you can enjoy. Uh, like, we're at, like, what? 130 episodes in total so far? Something like that? So there, there's plenty of uh, love to go around uh, throughout those episodes. But yeah, this is me signing off for this episode. We will be back, me and EBC, that is, um, in a little bit with our episodes on Chipu Iron Lear, another Japanese exclusive game. See you all there! Yeah, I'm not going to sing anymore because Lex didn't appreciate my singing during my intro recording. So what? I guess I'm just going to not do that anymore. Wow. <laughs> yeah.